Hello and welcome to a belated episode 10 of the TGM podcast. With me today we have Ollie. Hello. Hello. How are we doing? It's been a while. Yeah, it has. It's been two weeks. I'm doing fine, thank you. How are you? I'm great, thank you. And we also have Sam. Hello. Hello. No return of the internet issues. Everything fine? No, everything seems fine. <laughs> Good. All right, so it's been a couple of weeks. I was off last Friday, so we didn't do a normal show. We were going to do a show for the Game Awards, but then we ended up being busy. So we're going to go through the Game Awards. We're going to go through this week's news. And then that's it for this week. So let's go through the Game Awards in no order at all with just a list of what appeared. There was a couple of surprises, I thought. There was uh, some things that people expected and were leaked and rumoured that didn't appear. Starting off with a new Far Cry game from Ubisoft, it's called Far Cry New Dawn. This one kind of confused me when I was watching the trailer because I thought it was DLC or something and not a new game, but it mm. is a a full-on standalone expansion, I suppose, of the Far Cry 5 world. It's like a post-apocalyptic setting. What confused me is because I was kind of, what as the awards were going on, what we're doing the news team, we kind of sat in Discord and, you know, we're going through who's covering what story and stuff. And some I was kind of looking for trailers and things like that. So I kind of missed a bit of the, the trailer and then tuned in at the end and it was that, I, I haven't played the game for a while, that uh, like Reverend Vicar dude appeared at the end. Mm-hmm. So that's what made me think it was a, like a, a DLC, but it is, a, like I say, a standalone it, doesn't look like it's full priced it was like 40 quid i've seen it as the download for that so it's like 10 quid cheaper i suppose 10 15 quid cheaper than buying it digitally normally but yeah. uh, any impressions of it i mean it it looked like rage too a bit I, I i think um i said at the time in the chat we were talking about the fact that it seems like post-apocalypse now has gone from being muddy brown to bright pink like that, that seems yeah. to be what everyone's <laughs> doing so yeah, I, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how this performs against uh, against Rage Two, because in all honesty, Rage Two looks similar but better. It certainly seems to control better and things things like that than than traditional Far Cry. So so yeah, I, I it'd be I'd be kind of mildly interested, but I never played Far Cry Five anyway. So so it'd be a big investment to play all of that first, presumably to understand the story and then play this one as well. So probably not one for me. Mm-hmm. It's a weird decision to like go back to, or not. They're not really going back, but they're like reusing the the setting of an old game just with a completely different twist. I can't remember many other like game series that have done something like that. I suppose Blood Blood Dragon did it, so I suppose there's a precedent for it in Far Cry because Blood Dragon was Far Cry Three assets, but but a a separate thing. So kind of Far Cry Three on acid, wasn't it? Yeah, (laughs) and I guess this is going to be similar. It's just a bit more tied in because it's it sort of narratively follows on but yeah interesting it's coming out february 15th so if you're interested in that not long at all to wait i still haven't finished far cry 5 it didn't grip me at all from the little bit i played but to be fair i didn't really give it a lot of time but uh i don't know i'll have to wait and see kind of see what they release get a bit more info before i decide to dive in or not i think they did some stuff with Fortnite. There was a, a thing that I totally missed, but you said something was dropping in the game like right now. At some point in the show, they did something where the world was changing from something they did at the Game Awards. I missed that. But they did really reveal a creative mode. Yeah, so so this is basically... 
it seems like they're trying to muscle in onto their one remaining competitor on streaming, which is Minecraft, because this is going to give people <laughs> the opportunity to have their own island and create their own buildings and, and share their creations with their friends. And I think that the thing you were talking about that they were showing in uh, live in the game was that there's like a little showcase area that they're setting up so people can uh, like showcase their community builds and things oh, in right, everyone's okay. world at the same time so i think epic will be selecting like the best community uh builds and things like that to show them off but yeah so it seems to me like they're they're trying to make the most of the fact that they've got loads of you know 12 year old kids playing this and grab them off of minecraft as well because because there's still a lot of popularity with that so yeah I'm they're guessing, just expanding their empire <laughs> i'm guessing that hasn't dropped into every version yet because I, I know my son would be all over telling me about this new thing and I haven't heard him tell me about it yet so I'm um, guessing it might just be the, the PC version for starting with or something I think it only the, the patch only came out yesterday um, all right, okay. so that might be why but I think it's supposed to be there but it's uh, it's an early earlier release I mean this whole game is still technically in beta anyway so I don't really understand <laughs> yeah. that it's so crazy Yeah. <laughs> to be honest from the initial I remember watching it with Cliffy B doing mm. the reveal of it years ago. That mm. might have been at the Game Awards or something. And it was what is the survival kind of mode now, I guess. it Yeah. Save the world, I think it's called, isn't it? And it's evolved so much since then to yeah. the Battle Royale. And then they introduced like a playgrounds mode not too long ago where, you know, you could kind of set up a private lobby and it was like, I don't it sounds similar to this kind of thing where you could have like unlimited resources and stuff like that where you could kind of mess about with a friend. But I don't know. It's an interesting game. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, a bit of a bit of side news to this as well that happened during or around the Game Awards was that Epic launched their own PC store. So they're now publishing yeah. games through a, a Steam-like uh, store client as well. So they're really trying to make the most of all that capital they've got and, and muscle into a lot of different markets. So it's pretty interesting. It's an interesting one, that Epic store, because I've, I've seen some... There seems to be quite. There seems to be quite a few games, you know, like coming out on it. Mm. And uh, there was talk of telling them they had to publish on there and you know pull from Steam and stuff like that. And it's going to have achievements, I think they said. Yeah. So that that'll be interesting to follow. And then I remember yesterday, I think I saw it. I think Jack linked it. It's not something we'd normally cover as news on site, but uh, they're talking about sharing for free the crossplay. Yeah. I guess it'll be. A, part of the unreal engine i guess i suppose so yeah a bit of open source code i guess is what, is yeah, what the, i think all the tools anyway so they're going to share how you can get your games working on xbox nintendo playstation pc and everything yeah i suppose that could be one of the big advantages you know if they try to get people to their epic store if that's kind of something they can help out with i guess yeah yeah be interesting to follow a new game was announced called ancestors the Humankind Odyssey. I think it was uh, one of the original creators of the Assassin's Creed franchise kind of broke off and started his own studio. Mm. It was a monkey doing walking <laughs> around things. <laughs> it looked a bit weird. That's what yeah, somebody's wrote like, in the notes, but it did. <laughs> it looked like the uh, uh, the Fatboy Slim video for oh, right, yeah. Yeah, right now. I know exactly what you mean. Um <laughs> But without the music, so it just seemed really strange. But yeah, who knows what this is? That, that I mean, that was a cinematic trailer. It didn't really give give much away. But it looked like you were playing as an ape of some kind, and then I guess from the title, you're 
evolving into a human at some point but who knows be cool if they do it like 2001 space odyssey style where yeah you like find a monolith or something something crazy happens that, that would yeah. be that would be interesting um but let's just yeah let's hope you don't have to like just evolve through every stage of creature before you become a human i don't know yeah being slightly more human slightly less <laughs> ape. yeah it's yeah. just boring isn't it I yeah. don't know. there was the announcement that dauntless which is a uh, free-to-play rpg currently available on pc is coming to consoles i know rich will love that definitely yeah of course that's that's his two major, <laughs> major areas of expertise isn't it free-to-play an rpg dauntless is like a monster hunter style thing right which okay. actually looks quite cool like okay. the the art style and the way they've done the monsters it's kind of similar to monster hunter where the, like the monsters are the main draw of the game um but it's not one that I've been following too much either, to be honest. But I do know what it is. If it's a free-to-play RPG, is it kind of like an MMO or is it just... Yeah, it's not an MMO. It's not like a persistent world. But it's like you go in with your team versus a monster. It's a lot like Monster Hunter, uh, if you know about that. But like, it's probably a team of up to like five people. Right. And then I think there's probably a lobby thing like Destiny. We got the uh, reveal of what's got, what games are appearing in the Xbox Winter of Arcade a lot of them have dropped already so we got monster boy and the cursed kingdom on december the 4th mutant year zero road to eden on december the 4th as well which we'll talk about later subnautica which we'll talk about later uh ashen finally arrived december the 7th seems to be a quite popular game so far from what i've seen people talking about although i believe it's quite tough it's kind of dark souls you know yeah we're streaming that next week um i'm quite looking forward to it but I don't know if it's is, going to be like exactly like Dark Souls or what. I've only seen the the, uh, the trailer. <laughs> Mark sent me a, a tweet from somebody, and it, it's got like within the space of a few hours, it starts off with Ashen is beautiful. Then, if, like for a few hours later, the difficulty spikes in Ashen are intense. Then, like. <laughs> And then about three hours later, it's like, Ashen is driving me bonkers. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's, I think it's pretty tough. Hello Neighbor Hide and Seek, that's another game we streamed uh, yesterday, I think, so we'll talk about that later, that's December the 7th, and then Kingdom 2 Crowns, December the 11th, Desert Child, December the 12th, Below, finally, after about 700 E3 appearances, <laughs> is actually releasing December the 14th, so that's today, and Donut County, December the 18th, and I, I'm not sure if it's all of them, but there's definitely quite a few of them are dropping into Xbox Game Pass as well at the same time, so... Lots of new games appearing in that program. Uh, I suppose we'll talk about them in, in depth shortly, but any of them that kind of grab you? Not really, to be honest. It's it's, <laughs> a, it's a fairly... I guess, I guess there's nothing like truly like innovative in that. It just seems like riffs on things that I've already played, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But I think that's a good point. A PlayStation fanboy. If they were on PS, you'd be like... Oh, yeah, I'd be all over I'd it. buy them all of them. Every single one. Exactly. Stranger Things 3 was revealed. It's not the one that obviously Telltale, rest in peace, we're going to make. This is a kind of retro style 16-bit looking game from Bonus XP as the developer. I don't know. I'm quite disappointed. I kind of, I love Stranger Things, the TV series. Mm. And I think... a telltale style game would have worked quite well with that. Uh, this didn't grab me as being a retro looking thing. It looked like every other ID game that 
<laughs> we seem to stream every few weeks to be honest. Yeah, I mean it was it was kind of expected to me because they did the mobile Stranger Things game before, which was an even more retro top down like really like Legend of Zelda SNES kind of style um right. game. So right. I think I think this is just gonna be the the way they do it. And I guess it's it's to try and tie into the fact that the kids are obviously going to the arcade and stuff in the in the series, so it's supposed to be a game that they yeah. might have been able to play. Although not really because more like a 90s kind of thing but yeah. kind of in the similar vein i guess it's a good way to cut the development costs as well well yeah exactly yeah and you, <laughs> you know i don't think people are feeling too uh too confident in doing a telltale thing right now no <laughs> for reasons it makes sense yeah i don't even uh, we could... stranger things so I, I've, I've got no interest in it at all uh, the announcement of a game called atlas it's from the people who made arc it is a basically a pirate MMO. They were, can't remember the exact numbers. It was like a ridiculous, like something like forty thousand concurrent players or something on a set. Weird mental things. <laughs> I don't know. It looked like Sea of Thieves to me, but with more content. Yeah, you said that to Mark about what three or four times trying to goad him yeah. in the chat. Yeah, he's it's, it's, it's not following. <laughs> <laughs> no, it kind of it kind of interested me in the fact. Yeah. That I, I never played Ark Survival Evolved, unfortunately, but I remember when it was first kind of on Steam in early access, it looked quite cool. I remember watching a few streams and thinking, you know, I'd, I'd definitely be into this. And then again, Sea of Thieves, kind of what I played interested me, but then when it actually came out, I never actually gave it a big enough go because I just kind of got bored quite early on. But I don't know, this... Kind of a, a marriage of those two sounds pretty exciting to me. Yeah, they've 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 definitely marketed this as, hey, you know, the game a lot of you thought Sea of Thieves was going to be. This, <laughs> yeah, this is it. This is it. So they've definitely done a very shrewd marketing strategy. But whether it pays off in the game, we'll have to see. But yeah, I'd, I'd definitely be interested in in keeping an eye on it for sure. Same. It looks pretty good. What they've shown looks really cool. But the thing I always have with these kind of games like Ark and Rust and these like survival games where you're on a server is that i don't know it's it's always like let down by some either huge bug or mm. just the the, the netcode of the game or whatever it's just like it's, everything's like janky and buggy yeah um and that was one thing sea of thieves was actually good at was that the gameplay yeah. was quite smooth whereas i remember trying to play arc and it was just like the game the concept of the game was good but the the execution of the of a lot of different things was not that good so it'll be interesting mm. to see if that's the case with this or not another thing with these styles of games is i, I think they'd always be a bit better on pc do you know because you get all the the mods and you can get like private servers and all that kind of things so you can shut out the idiots yeah. who just, you know are just going to sink your ship every five minutes and stuff like that yeah so i don't know you can get that on xbox I, to be fair it was didn't conan that conan game you could make your own little private servers and stuff i could be wrong but, you know. i think so mm. whenever i follow games like his they always seem to have so much more you know because the, the, i don't know the mod seems to be quite a cool thing on yeah these styles of games that we unfortunately don't get oh we get kind of limited mm. we get a bit of it curated kind of few list weird things that it's like uh, City Skylines. Some of the mods on that on the PC are amazing. Yeah, yeah. And then we get like, oh, here's a building. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Psychonauts 2, we got to see some gameplay of that. Yeah, so 
I mean, it looked, when I first saw it, it looked like, I'm a big Psychonauts fan. And so seeing it, I was like, oh, wow, I can't wait to dig back in. But then I tried to be a bit more realistic about it. And it looked really old. Like the the art style and the, the kind of gameplay just, it looked like it hadn't evolved an awful lot since since the ps2 um so it's not a game of follow whatever what kind of game is it so it was a i guess a platformer and a bit of an adventure game it was it's the people who made it's double fine so it's the guys who originally did all the old lucas arts games and things like that they did uh stacking and um and a few other few other games the cave and things like that um but it was really fun because the the levels were all you basically you uh delve into people's minds and the levels take place in their minds so there's all these really weird wacky levels like levels that kind of gravity goes all strange or you're you're dealing with their inner demons and they're actually demons running around and things so yeah it was it was very kind of inventive and innovative and funny as well um but graphically it doesn't hold up today i've tried to play it on the original xbox uh, version that's come out on Xbox One and it's it's pretty tough going to to try and play it now and I guess I was just a little bit concerned that it didn't look like it had been updated all that much so I'll have to wait and see whether they've actually at least improved some of the gameplay controls since then because um, unfortunately Double Fine can sometimes be a little bit janky even now when they release stuff it's always it's not always the the smoothest gameplay experience so um yeah it'd be interesting to see but i i think this will be not as popular as you know crash and spyro have been but it will probably be surprisingly popular for a lot of people because it's a especially if they bundle it with some kind of remaster of the original it would probably be quite a quite a big deal for a lot of people uh we got some more crackdown three some more terry cruz I, I think terry cruz makes everything better to be honest yeah <laughs> uh, uh and it it's, looks like it's actually coming when they've announced it. I know they, they changed the date recently so that it's going to be coming on February the 15th. It makes me laugh that the, there was all those games coming on February the 22nd. And then Crackdown went, oh, right, we'll, we'll move it early. And then I think Metro announced they, <laughs> they're releasing now on February the 15th instead of the 22nd this week. So it looks like that's the new date. But, yeah, it looked like Crackdown 3. I don't know. Has it done enough yet to make you go, ooh, I'll buy that. Uh, I don't want to sound like a PlayStation fanboy with my opinions. So I'll, uh... <laughs> no, I, I, I love Crackdown, the first one. And I even quite like the second one. But I've been waiting too long. And now there's been so much disappointment along the way and so much sort of uncertainty that I'm just a bit like, I can't see this landing well. I, I'm really quite cynical about it now. Uh, I feel like in the time that they've taken to try and make this massive cloud-based Crackdown 3 over the years, they could have probably shipped out two or three decent old-style Crackdowns, you know, in the same vein as, you know, like Infamous or something like that. They could have just sort of churned out a couple of decent um, open-world single-player things. And, and instead, we've just been kind of waiting on this big experimental thing that now sounds not as experimental as it was anyway. So <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'll have to wait and see. I, I'll, I'll try and be optimistic, and, and hopefully the reviews will, will bring me around. But but yeah, I, I, I'm a bit I'm a bit jaded. <laughs> yeah, you, you sound quite down on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was never quite up for it to be honest. Like, I'm not, I've still not played any other ones. Like, uh, they've been free up the on games we got. It's always the Orb thing that's put me off just for mm. the, the purely achievements. Rocket League announced they'd done a deal 
tie-in with McLaren. So there's a McLaren car in the game. That was exciting. Rage 2, we got a new trailer for that, and they officially announced the release dates. That's May the 14th. So it, it's definitely looking like next year there's not really any breaks at all. Like you used to have lulls, didn't you? Big yeah. lulls of nothing where it seems like a lot of publishers seem to have now understand the fact that it's probably not a good idea for everybody to release the games in those same three months before Christmas. Uh, PUBG, so it, a couple of things. It obviously released on the PlayStation 4, mm-hmm. was it last week? And then they revealed a new winter map, which is only available on the PC version at the moment, but it will be coming to definitely the Xbox in Jan. I don't know if the PlayStation 4 as well. Yeah, it's the same day um, for both, I think. We got the new game from Obsidian. Uh, it's called The Outer Worlds. I don't know about you. I, I don't like RPGs and stuff, but I thought this looked actually pretty cool. I, like I, I'd have to see more and see how RPG heavy it is to see if I could actually get into it. Yeah, I was quite yeah. excited when I saw they were coming out with something new. And then, mm. to be honest, I don't want to continue the the jaded negativity train <laughs> we've started here but no join me uh, <laughs> drag me down with you <laughs> uh but yeah it wasn't as good as i like it didn't wow me and it looked no. a bit unoriginal if anything to be frank yeah um but you know the proof's in the pudding and all that it might I be mean, amazing i've i've heard speculation that you know, this is Obsidian's last game publishing for someone else. And obviously before they've even released this, they've been bought out by Microsoft. So there's there's been a little bit of cynicism around, is this just going to get farmed out as, you know, the last thing that they do for someone else and they're, they're already looking forward and ahead to, to a new partnership. So maybe it, I don't know, maybe it won't be particularly spectacular. It'll probably be solid. I mean, most of their games are, but I don't know. It just it looked like it was still in the same vein. It actually it looked remarkably like a Bethesda game, even yeah. though it's not anything to do with them. Um, and it just had that same same dead eyed NPC look. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but I mean, who knows? The, the settings at least interesting. There's been a while since we've had a good space RPG, so so that might be might be uh, a good aspect of it. But yeah, we'll see. Yeah. The reason I kind of like the look of it, it kind of. Reminded me a bit of uh, Borderlands. Yeah, yeah, definitely had a bit that, of that. That mixed with kind of like I don't know, something like Fallout. But I, I know a lot of people were seemed excited. This is how you make a a proper game to Bethesda. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, because they were actually NPCs in it. I think that was probably the main yeah. thing. <laughs> but as well, I don't, I don't know the the. the whole facts around it I, I haven't read in depth but i saw a few tweets mentioning that it might actually be obsidian's own ip this okay uh, so i don't know if it is something i don't know i could see them maybe trying really hard and then it becomes an xbox exclusive in the future maybe if it maybe. is good i don't know we'll see yeah that's interesting and uh, um, probably the highlight of the night for a lot of people uh dragon age 4 was kind of revealed and teased although there was really nothing to go off it was it's not a game i enjoy yeah the, the, one of you to explain why it's great the biggest the biggest thing of the night was a hashtag um basically <laughs> yeah. it's um it, i mean i i haven't played dragon age 3 I, I loved one and two and i just never found time for three for some reason but as far as i can tell the 
the imagery and the hashtag and the voiceover was all pointing towards um, a character called Solus, his his fate at the end of one of the Dragon Age DLCs, I think, uh, or maybe the end of the game, I'm not sure. But, um, but yeah, so there seems to be a direct continuation, but the speculation is that it might not be called Dragon Age 4. It might be a little bit of a spin-off, perhaps. Um, who knows? It, it, we've got basically nothing so far, but it's obviously got everyone going crazy. So uh, yeah, we'll the last was the, the last one was Inquisitor, wasn't it? I think. Yeah, Inquisition. Yeah. So you don't know if it's yeah they might do the whole subtitle name or they might go I don't know. That was the most exciting thing for me was trying to find out what it was called. Oh yeah, exactly. Story. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I, they, every single Dragon Age game so far is is kind of shifted focus quite a lot. They've never been direct sequels where you're playing the same character. It's not like Mass Effect. You've always skipped to a different. Um, a different region and like a different storyline, even though it's kind of chronologically you're following the same overall war. So I think that's why people get quite excited because you never know what you're going to get with the next Dragon Age. So um, I, I suppose that's probably why people are quite hyped about it. My friend was really into it, but it, mm-hmm. it's, I just don't like the team-based stuff. I want to be one person. I, I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to be a team. But you know, I, I understand why people like the games, but. I remember everyone, was it Dragon Age 2? Everyone, like, they got loads of praise. And then I think it was Inquisition. People had a f- more criticisms about it. I, I seem to remember that being the case. I could be wrong. No, it was it was the other way around. So oh, Dragon okay. Age 2 was the one, was basically everyone said, this is half a game. Because it, it went from Dragon Age Origins was yeah, in a whole it. kind of... Uh, country and you could explore around and then the second one was just one city and you kind of kept going back through the same areas when you got to different parts of the game so everyone was was skeptical that they they'd actually sort of bothered to to do the same amount of work although i, I know certainly kevin and 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 myself to a certain extent would would probably defend it because it was a really good story but then the third one was a much bigger open world thing uh much more sort of in the vein of i guess mass effect 3 where there was sort of a a war going on and you had to use kind of war assets and stuff and, and keep track of what was going on around the world as this, as this conflict kind of escalated. So yeah, it was quite ambitious, um, but I just never, never found the time for it, unfortunately. So yeah, interesting to see what new direction they'll take in. The Stanley parable. I can't believe this is finally coming to console. <laughs> like five years after it released on steam. I, I remember it being a massive hit yeah. on steam. The, I've got to say the trailer was pretty cool for it. Yeah. It's it's a great game. I I really enjoy it. It's a very tongue in cheek look at what we do in games. So so you're being narrated to, and you're playing Stanley, and and this narrator is telling you what to do next. But the whole point is that you can continually disobey the narrator, and the narrator is trying to get you to do what he's telling you to do. So it's very very strange meta game going on. There's loads of different endings for it, and it looks like the console versions are going to get even more endings. So so yeah, it's it's a it's a funny game um, and, a, and a strange one, but it definitely appealed to anyone who's got a bit of sense of humour, for sure. I suppose the only big question for us is what are the achievements and trophies going to oh, be like? Yeah. Because the PC version had, was it one for getting one five years after you played it? Yeah, so funnily enough, just before this announcement, there was a story saying someone's finally legitimately got the, the Steam achievement for playing the game five years later. So, so the, uh, the, the achievement list was was deliberately uh, a kind of thumb in the eye to achievement hunters because there was a lot of stuff yeah. where it was it was you know keep doing this over and over again or wait five years and then you'll get this one. <laughs> <laughs> and there, there was 
one for playing for the whole duration of uh, a Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> stuff like that. It was very like Douglas uh, Adams, I think, the whole list. There was one called "This It's Un- impossible. It's Impossible to Get This Achievement called Unachievable. Uh, people have unlocked it. But <laughs> I don't know if that was a lot of work to get that one or not. But yeah, it'd be interesting to see what they're going to do to us gamers. Yeah. Fans. If they just release the list as is, it will be a... I don't know, the five-year achievement. It'd be an uproar on TA. <laughs> yeah, a big uproar, I think. Uh, did they do a demo for it? Yeah, they did a demo for it. So when CSA got launched, I went and unlocked that achievement, and then it was kind of, there was one achievement in it for finishing the game or something. So it was one of them, you know, oh, I'll get a quick completion on CSA. And then it got wiped off your card afterwards if you finished the game. <laughs> 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 so I think if you actually finished it, I can't. I can't remember exactly what it was. It was like if you played to a certain point, or if you did something, it go, "Oh, you've got past it." Now. So that just wiped that off, and it was unobtainable if you'd already got it. <laughs> <laughs> Pure troll in every way they could. Um, there was a new Mortal Kombat announced. So Mortal Kombat Eleven, it's coming on the twenty third of April. So not long to wait again for that one. No real comment on that one because I've not played it. We're talking about this before. I've not played a Mortal Kombat game since the Mega Drive days. Yep, same. But I've played the Injustice games, and they're pretty cool. Mm. And Mortal Kombat, I don't know, it's an iconic kind of gaming franchise in it. So I'm sure there's a lot of people hyped for that one. We had a story trailer for Anthem, the closed beta was last weekend or alpha test or whatever it was i played it but can't talk about it so look at the trailers and see what you think for yourselves (laughs) there was uh, a few big games that were heavily rumored to be there that didn't make it so there was no death stranding seems to be best buddies with jeff Keighley. seems to wheel him out every year i think there was there was a somebody made a funny trailer or something about him he only hosts it just so he can meet Kojima. So, yeah. There was no Death Stranding, so we don't, still don't know what that is. Uh, Alien Blackout was a game that was heavily rumoured to be there. Yeah. That wasn't appearing. Yeah, that seems to have just been a coincidence. So so he had a he had his, Jeff Keighley had his tweet that, that looked like a, a screen from an Alien TV. Um, and Fox also did that um, copyright in the eu for the game so the game's the game's game's almost certainly coming and coming probably relatively soon but it was just a misunderstanding about the fact that it was going to come to the game awards uh, there was rumors of a new avengers game there was something marvel related was it on the switch yeah ultimate alliance 3 weirdly enough is only going to switch uh, rather than playstation and xbox although i know the ultimate alliance games kept getting delisted and relisted and all sorts of weird yeah, stuff so they? maybe they've just given up on that and just gone to switch I'd love to see a few more of them games, like the Spider-Man game. Yeah, I mean, so Square Enix are definitely working on an Avengers game. And interestingly, me and Mark were talking about this the other day, Square Enix have said that they're very, they're looking forward to a very successful winter holiday season in 2019, but they haven't said why. So a lot of people are, are wondering whether the Avengers game will come out around then, because that would be around the same time that the second Avengers movie would come out on DVD as well. So... Seems like it might be a good time for them to to launch it, and and equally they may not have wanted to tease the game now because 
um, the directors of the Avengers movie were teasing the movie trailer, so they probably would have confused the hell out of people if <laughs> yeah. they were talking about an Avengers game and an Avengers movie at the same time. So, so yeah, I I, I have a strong suspicion that it's gonna it's gonna be with us in winter 2019, but maybe they'll save it for E3 to uh, to do the big reveal. Who knows? Uh, do you think we'll end up getting? You know, like uh, if you follow the MCU stuff, you got to have Netflix and Amazon and some's on Hulu and yeah. ABC and some all over the place. So do you think they might start doing that kind of stuff? Like Spider Man, PlayStation, we'll do a, a Hulk game on the Xbox, and we'll do a I mean something multi-platform. Maybe I mean I think it's a risk problem because they're also cancelling a lot of those Netflix series now. So. I don't know. There's there's yeah. a bit of expansion and contraction going on. I'm not really sure where they're going to jump next. But I mean, Spider Man's is just such an easy one to sell. I think that's the main thing. The, some of the other heroes are just a little bit more difficult to to sell. That's why Rocksteady aren't doing a, a Superman game. Um, I personally, I think because Superman's just not a very interesting hero because he's no. too overpowered. Oh, what a decent Iron Man game. Yeah, yeah. well, it'd be Anthem, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> The Hulk's my favourite, but the, the Hulk's got a similar problem to Superman. But he, he he's not invincible all the time, but most of the time he is. I don't know. Yeah, so it just it takes away any risk, doesn't it? Yeah, and you can just jump as high as you want, and you know all that kind of stuff. It's just it's not conducive to a good game. Unsurprisingly, I suppose, unless you mark Splinter Cell wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's just given up on that. Yeah. Now, I think he's been tormented for too <laughs> Until- long. Until E3 starts rolling around, then he'd be ready again. Um, nothing of the Harry Potter RPG. Yeah, that was a shame. I mean, it was a bit of a wild card anyway. There was no indication that it was coming. It was just the fact that we'd had that leak earlier in the year. But I'd really like to see more of this because, and I think they're missing an opportunity to to at least show us whatever trailer they were showing those people in that alpha test because it's uh, it looks pretty exciting. So hopefully we'll get to see it pretty I suppose, soon. I suppose if you're particularly interested in sort of like console wars mm. nintendo had the best night there was quite a few nintendo mm. exclusive games there and things whereas the xbox and playstation didn't really announce anything like they were there weren't they like phil spencer was there and it was it sean Leiden, i think it was yeah yeah they're all there and phil spencer was looking awkward as hell i thought but yeah <laughs> <laughs> they just did the xbox arcade thing and i can't remember playstation really doing anything yeah, not really, so, but then that's that's been their weird MO for the last like half a year is is being pretty tight lipped and shutting down all their not turning up to anything and in not going to E three and all the rest of it. They're being very odd at the moment. I'm not sure what the game plan is, but it just it's just fueling all the rumours for a big console reveal next E three, so I suppose they're probably playing their cards close to their well, they're, not, they're, not, they're definitely not doing it at next E three. No, true. But they'll probably do a, a <laughs> PSX thing of some kind uh, just to annoy everyone and do it at a completely different time. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's, there was a, I don't know, there was a few games, but that, that was probably the main ones that we spoke about. Uh, let's get on to some questions. Yeah, we had a fair few questions uh, relating to the Game Awards. First one's from Michael Bregger. He says, which of the games shown at the Game Awards are you most excited for? Anything you wish was coming to Xbox or PlayStation? I was thinking about this from the list. For me, it's either the pirate MMO, what's it called, Atlas, mm. or Rage Two. I'm probably going to play Rage Two regardless, but um, Atlas looks intriguing to me. So it'll be interesting to see, as Sam said, how it progresses. What about you guys? 
Yeah, I would probably say Atlas as well. I'm pretty intrigued to see what that's what that's going to look like. I, I mean, Dragon Age Four. I'm kind of looking forward to finally having a, a good reason to dig into Dragon Age Inquisition because I've I've just been sitting on that for so long. Um, so it's always always nice to see that and and Stanley Parable as well. I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what they what mess they make of the achievement and trophy list for that. <laughs> I'll go with Atlas as well, just because a pirate game with content seems amazing. <laughs> Uh, um, Rage 2 I was already like nailed on for anyway but yeah just still excited for that and then I suppose the the biggest surprise for me would be the Outer Worlds mm. like it depends how heavily RPG it goes but keep, I'll there, keep following and see where it goes there's a maximum amount of RPG you can tolerate is there <laughs> yeah yeah like just I don't I, I don't know what the point is but there's a point where I just no. go <laughs> If you're if you're messing about with too much inventory yeah. and um, as soon as it mentions something like uh, manner or something like that, called... is, wait, really? <laughs> as soon as yeah, as soon as they hear that, then it's like two RPG. You cross the line. And... <laughs> the mention of magic yeah. is enough. Yeah, yeah sees yeah, a mana yeah. bar and he unplugs yeah, his yeah. Xbox. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Thanks, thanks for tuning in. <laughs> All right, nice. We've got another one from Sergio Hernandez. And he says, do you feel that the proliferation of big events ends up forcing companies to spread their reveals and trailers to always have something to show? Or do they actually allow smaller companies to make a bigger splash without getting lost in the shuffle? That's a good question. Uh, I mean, I think that the, it's changed a lot this year. Uh, I think that that was definitely true. Um but for for many years for E3, a lot of people, there's a lot of horror stories about people, games that ended up getting canned because the team got overworked trying to produce a demo for E3 that wasn't even in the final game, mm-hmm. uh, like the Star Wars stuff. You know that was that was the the story behind that was was that they they rushed to make some clip for for E3 and, and then they didn't have any content. So it definitely used to be the case, but it seems to me like E3 was a little bit more low key. PlayStation are pulling back a bit. Yeah, I was going to say that. Um, Xbox didn't have huge, huge announcements for, for um, XO18. They had, obviously had some interesting stuff, but it wasn't, it wasn't sort of uh, huge epic stuff that you could imagine people having to really um, grind the, grind out of the studios or anything like that it seems like maybe the industry's finally starting to learn that crunching for a event is is not for the best and and we are seeing a hell of a lot more indie games getting getting a bit more of a spotlight as well so i think it's it's kind of turning around this year yeah i agree indie games are getting more more spotlight than ever but it's hard to i don't know is it the industry changing or is it the fact that the new gen is on the horizon that's true it's, that's very true. It's a difficult one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a very good point. I think it's probably new gen in terms of PlayStation and Xbox just didn't have any studios until they started purchasing everybody. <laughs> yeah, that, that didn't help. So I don't know, maybe probably a better thing to look at in a couple of years when some of these studios start having things to show. Yeah, and when PS5 lands and they, yeah. they whack Last of Us and everything else on there and... and... The remaster, the remaster of the remaster of God of War three or something like that comes out. Well, I mean, they'll have that. They'll have this emulation <laughs> remastering weird tech that they've been rumored to have as well. So that'll be interesting to see. But yeah, I think yeah, you're, you're right. It's it's the end of the generation, so we can't necessarily take this year as a as a normal year uh, and the way things are going because because next year everything could blow up again. For sure. 
Um, Stanley is a good name for this podcast, seeing as we've been talking about Stanley Parable for so long. <laughs> but he says, um, with Dauntless supposedly releasing with crossplay for every major platform, do you think this is a trend that will continue or a very rare exception of Xbox and PlayStation players being able to play together in the same instance? Um, I think it depends what kind of game you're playing. I think certain games, it doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't make much sense, but other games mm. like Dauntless and or, you know, Fortnite's the big one. But I think, yeah, it is, it is something we'll see more and more often. At least I hope so. Yeah, I mean, I think... I, th- I I guess I'm a little bit skeptical because, as has often been pointed out in a in a lot of comment threads, the the Fortnite thing was a lot more about getting your account locked out than it was the crossplay. That that was the main thing that that a got people annoyed and a b probably pushed PlayStation to to make a change. Mm-hmm. And the other thing, I suppose, I'm nicking your answer from the last question, but it's it's the end of a generation, and and i think there's a lot of push to to do these kind of nice pally things where where we you know we're all playing together and stuff because we're at the end of a generation and everyone's kind of settled on on what they're buying they're probably picking up the other console now because it's cheaper and things like that but as soon as we hear a new generation the the main companies are going to want to have a reason for people to buy their consoles again over the yeah. over the competition and we may see a little bit of a drop off again of particularly of the main console makers of, of of making that effort yeah. to to make their stuff available but we'll see that's a good point actually when the new gen happens everyone will be em- enemies again yeah all bets are off <laughs> <laughs> so last question from tyler and he says the heads of microsoft nintendo and playstation came together at the game awards do you think this could be a sign of legitimate cooperation this links in we basically <laughs> already answered your question but he says do you think this could be a sign of legitimate co- cooperation between the three companies or a hollow gesture? Hollow gesture. Yeah, I think we've answered it already. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's all uh, just I don't know what the word is. When when they walked out, I just wanted like Michael Jackson like heal the world. Come on, <laughs> something behind them like that. it was just Jeff Keighley going, "Look at me bringing everybody together." Like, it was just. A- it was a photo up in some. I don't well, know. That's basically all they said was thanks, Jeff, for putting us in the same room. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You really need another bloke to get in the same room together. <laughs> you were all at the same event at E3. You could have just met up in the pub. Yeah, yeah, it was. A, <laughs> yeah, it was a bit weird. All right, that was the questions for that bit. We got some more later on though. Um, basically, the the big winners. It was it was a really weird. Oh, it was. Crazy. They announced some winners in the pre-show. Yeah. And then they seem to take some time on some winners and then just like rattle off the rest crazily skip through some others. So I suppose the biggest ones, uh, winners for uh, Red Dead Redemption guy, I can't remember his name, very sorry if he happens to be a listener, I doubt he is. Um, The guy who played Arthur Morgan won the uh, best narrative and voice actor, which I think was pretty well deserved. Yeah. God of War won Game of the Year, which I don't know. It, it was surprising to me, but obviously I've not played the game, so I can't comment on how great a game on it is. Yeah, but it just seemed surprising that Red Dead I thought was going to be nailed on for pretty much yeah, everything. Same. Yeah, I mean it's a bit it's a bit like the Oscars. Quite often, whoever wins Best Director quite often walks away with the with the the main award as well. And and I think everyone kind of sort of fell in love a bit with the director of God of War after he had his kind of teary um, 
YouTube video where he was seeing all the he kind of live live streamed himself looking at the Metacritic scores as they came up uh, and got all teary and was like thanking people. So I think he's become a bit of a personality, and I think that's probably made people think back fondly on it. And I think the other thing is that there's probably a lot of people, given that this is a popular vote, that haven't picked up Red Dead yet and haven't played it. So it may have been that it's just a bit too late this year to to really get into everyone's hands, whereas God of War has been fairly cheap over Black Friday and things like that. It's probably most people who are going to play it have played it. Um, and How yeah. was that voting for that bit done? Because I know some of it's kind of industry buds. Was that just like an internet vote? They, they use, I don't know, they use some kind of weird algorithm that they... I don't think they actually reveal how it works, but it's it's definitely got a public element. Um, but they they do some weird stuff with it. Like if you if you push if you advertise the game awards on game awards on Twitter when you make your vote, you get extra votes or some weird nonsense like that. So yeah, it's all a little bit skewed. But but yeah, I mean, I I very much enjoyed it. I it certainly be one of my contenders for game of the year. Um, but we'll save that for later. But yeah, um, I, pretty well deserved. I thought. Yeah, it's a big win for PlayStation. Or not a big win, but it's a win for PlayStation. Yeah, for sure. Well, Xbox won best sports and racing wow. game. Why did they put them two together? <laughs> like Sports and racing. Why, why, Racing's why? not a sport, that's <laughs> just, why, I guess. It's just pointless, isn't it? It's, I don't know. It's like putting best RPG and first-person shooters. <laughs> different things, aren't they? All right, uh, that's it for the Game Awards. Uh, moving on to some site news. So our Game of the Year awards are now underway. The voting is open on both TA and TT. Uh, we'll link to it in the story so you can go and vote. It's Xbox has like five questions for Game of the Year and then there's ID, best Xbox at one enhanced and stuff like that. PlayStation, uh, we've got obviously the similar kind of things and VR and all that kind of stuff. So go on there, get your votes in. Voting ends on Tuesday, so make sure you do it before then. Uh, the ongoing 12 days of Christmas, I think we're up to day 11 today. I think 12 11. releases today, Yeah, I'm not mistaken. Yeah. All right, yeah, okay. 12's just gone up. Ollie, have you been taking part? I have not taken part so far, but when I go home for Christmas, and I will be going home for Christmas after next week, I will be exploiting the ID account to the max by <laughs> um, just farming through them. I already know which one. I'm going to play Thief of Thieves for the first one. Second one is two DLCs, which might be difficult with the ID account, but I'll try and get it done. And then um, three is rare, three rare achievements, which there's a, there's a game we streamed a couple of weeks ago, which pretty much every achievement is rare. So I think pretty much 50% of the <laughs> Xbox achievements are classed as rare. To yeah. So yeah, I've got, I've got a bit of an easy ride when I start, but it will be interesting to see if I can complete it in the nine days that I will have. Probably not, but I'll try. Uh, yeah. Uh, Sam, have you been cracking on? Yeah, TT? I have. I've been cracking on on both. So I'm actually up to date on both TA and TT because I've had a lot of free evenings. So um, and uh, to be fair, this is mainly because I'm a serial bean diver. Um, most of you probably listening will know what that is if you've been around TA for a while. But I've unlocked one achievement in hundreds of games. Um, so. I had an awful lot of op- options whenever one of the new challenges came up where I had pretty easy achievements and trophies to get. So I've been smashing through Human Full Flat, which I'm very much enjoying, Letter Quest Remastered, which is pretty good, uh, the old Jack and Daxter games on on True Trophies, um, Forza 
three at Forza Horizon three and four, um, which I hadn't really had much chance to play for, so had lots of the early achievements to get in there as well. So yeah, I've been having a whale of a time. Um so I've just got today's uh today's challenge to go. Nice. Um, and then I'll be done. Nice. The first day of the TA one uh, an odd score achievement, so I just quit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not I'm not doing it. And I've seen people going, yeah, but you just even it back out again, man. <laughs> but it's like, I looked at the available ones for me on games I've played. There was the last achievement in Overcooked, oh, wow. which I welcome you to come and play with my two children yeah. and tell me how easy it is to even it out from <laughs> that. And then the other one was, a, it was a game of being dived. It is called Earthfalls. All right, okay. And it's basically grinding out about 800 kills to get... Because there's like one for getting 100 of this type of enemy. And then that's 14. So all in all, there's a, I think there's five achievements you know, that I'd have to unlock to earn it back to even. And I was like, I've just got better things to do in my life than sit there for seven hours grinding out particular styles of enemies in a game I don't really like. So... <laughs> uh, so Unless there's like an ID game comes out between now and the end of the year that's like well, super easy and just happens. You've got to Thief of Thieves. A random. That's, that would be my suggestion. Yeah, no, but I looked at it and I thought, no. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. If, if a game, and you can't even complete it no, anyway, because it's like only the first part of it. So, unless a game comes out that's like an hour completion and it costs under five quid <laughs> and has odd gamer score, then I'm just not bothered with this shit. <laughs> Somebody has to stand up to these <laughs> team people. I'm not sure if I buy all your reasons for not doing it, but there you go. Um, no, because I just can't be bothered to get my gamer score back to a zero or a five. So yeah. I'm on the opposite end of the scale. I'm not sure why it annoys people so much. I mean, obviously, there were people who were not happy with it on, on TA. Um, so it's obviously a, a thing, but yeah, I don't really get it. All right. Okay. So... Uh, Released yesterday was the Fortune Island expansion for Forza Horizon 4. We got the exclusive reveal on the achievements early this week. Seems to be a pretty standard Forza Horizon kind of list if you've played the other games. Although they, they seem to be switching out things like the, the reward boards have been switched with finding treasure and stuff like that this time around. But uh, it dropped last night that and I didn't get a chance to play it because I fell asleep early. But I'm definitely going to be on that this weekend. If you don't have Fortune Island to play this weekend, there's another car game you can play absolutely free. Uh, the Crew 2, it's free weekend is available now. I think that's on both the Xbox and PlayStation. So. Yeah, it's a different car, free car that you get out of it, depending on which console you're on. But um, but yeah, you get, a, you get a free car at the end of it as well if you if you then pick up the game. Okay, yep. Yeah. Uh, it's a game I played, reviewed it. It's uh, not, not amazing, but it's, it's quite fun for a few hours at a time, I reckon. Before we move on to the, the massive PlayStation sale, a uh, bit of good news from the saga of The Walking Dead, the final season. Uh, we obviously knew it had been picked up by Skybound, and they've announced now that the third episode is going to be releasing on the 15th of January. Uh, and, and it's all, everything seems to be pretty much back as it was prior now. The the old games are back on on the stores. It's going to work with the season pass, so uh, that's pretty great news. I'm glad they're getting that out. Uh, but yeah, what's exciting about the PlayStation 
sales. So. It's just how massive it is, really. I mean, I, I don't even know where where to start with it. But the, the so North American PlayStation Store have just have released. I'm guessing what is going to be their entire end of the year sale, and there's just hundreds and hundreds of games in there. So whether if you know if you're in America or you've you've got a, a North American account. Uh, definitely worth going and have a look at the the story on on TT to see if there's something you need to pick up. Unfortunately, the European store has been pretty lame in comparison. They've got, I mean, they've got pretty good deals on some of the biggest games of the year. So God of War's been on sale, and currently, I think Assassin's Creed's down to thirty quid, which isn't too bad. Um, but yeah, we've yet to see a, a, a big end of year sale for for PlayStation Europe. So hopefully, maybe after Christmas they'll start a a January sale that will be equivalent. But yeah, lots and lots of uh, cheap and easy games in that in that list, uh, and lots of PlayStation exclusives as well. So worth going and have a look. Uh, while we're on the subject of sales, actually, just reminding me, there's a, a a pretty a decent offer on Amazon UK at the moment. Uh, where you can purchase 12 months of Xbox Game Pass for £48. So it's like 50%. Bargain, get on that, definitely, if you haven't got a Game Pass. So uh, let's go on to what we've been streaming this past Yeah, week. we had a good set of games this week, I thought. Um, yeah. The first one was Gardens Between, which is quite a unique little game. It's all like a time-traveling style thing. But you're not traveling like to different points in time. You're you can reverse and advance time on every level as you want. Um, and you play as a like brother and sister, I believe uh, they are. Um, and you can basically every level is a puzzle, and everything in the level obeys like the laws of time. If you see what I mean, so you can advance the movement of every object forwards or backwards, and they'll always make the same thing apart from these little orbs which you can use to basically complete the puzzles it's quite difficult to explain but um you 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 kind of manipulate the level by reversing and advancing time and moving the orb through the level to the end it it was quite a visually pleasing game as well um and it wasn't too ambitious and the levels were like advancing in difficulty nicely so i quite liked it and we got 10 achievements which is pretty good in one hour uh then we moved on to subnautica which a lot of people know what Subnautica is, I hope. It's been out on PC for a while. Um, mm. It's like underwater style, not Minecraft. I was going to say Minecraft, but it's not really like Minecraft. It's like a survival game, like Ark or Rust or something like that. But it's all underwater. Um, and you kind of crash land. There's not much explanation at the start, but you crash land on a planet which is 100% covered by water. Um, and then you've got to kind of swim around, pick up, materials pretty standard survival game fare it's quite a slow starter it's, it's one of those games we have to put a lot of time into it so we didn't get many achievements have you guys seen subnautica are you interested in playing it as well? yeah i i, I kind of like the look of it i it seems like no man's sky like a lot like like this as like you said it's it's a very very slow start and you've really got to build up from nothing to to start to be able to explore properly unlike something like minecraft which is a bit more accessible but um there'd be something i'd definitely be interested in picking up in a sale or something for sure in a word <laughs> no. <Okay>. <laughs> just that that's that, that style i gave like i don't know the, the, the underwater thing didn't bowl me over right i always look at these kind of survival games like ark and co and i think they'd be ace to get into and then they go i just know i wouldn't have the time to invest to you know really get anywhere with it that's the thing you've got to sit down for a, a several hours before you get any any joy um like our goal was to make the you know those things those divers have where you like it's like a mini engine thing and you hold on to it and it like 
pulls mm. you through the water. Oh yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. We were trying to make one of them, but we like that was kind of the goal to do that in an hour, but we got nowhere close. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it's had fairly positive reviews when it was on Steam and stuff. So I, I, mm. I might continue playing it. Uh, next up, we had Mutant Year Zero, which is kind of like XCOM style uh, turn-based shooty shooty combat um and you play a duck and a pig um as you like go through a kind of post-apocalyptic uh world the environments and stuff are really well done and the combat was simple enough to where i could get into it quite quickly and you know it's quite rewarding the only thing i don't like about those kind of games is that everything's based on rng at the end of the day like you're right next to someone with a shotgun and you just miss completely miss and then you're just like after that you're just gutted but um yeah it was quite well done um the the story i didn't really understand too much but um for what it was i thought it was quite well put together uh, and then finally we had hello neighbor which it's just ugh, i don't know where to begin with hello neighbor it's um <laughs> like nothing i don't know if, if if you guys have played the first one you might not have i haven't um no no okay well, you kind of, you, you spawn in a house and then you've got to play hide and seek with your brother and you've got to complete a bunch of objectives on a, like a huge map, which nothing gets explained to you. Like there's no like text on the screen or indicators and you kind of got to work out what to do and you have to end up putting all these toys that you find into a basket before your brother catches you. And I don't know, I've got not much to say about it. It was a very strange experience and in the end quite frustrating um i think i thought it looked quite nice i saw it for for a little bit on the stream but i thought it it you know graphically it looked kind of it had interesting visuals and stuff but yeah i equally i looked at it and thought i have no idea what's going on that's the thing didn't really capture my interest i was going to say that if you saw someone playing it you'd be like what is this game what is the objective yeah what are you doing (laughs) but um it's it's called like a like the genre is a survival horror, which just doesn't make any sense. But the thing is, we didn't get out of the first act of the game in the entire hour we played it. So there might be more, and it might get a lot better. Who knows? Yeah, and I think that might possibly apply more to the main game as well, because I know that's that's sort of a, a neighbor trying to kill you kind of thing. So yeah, I guess that maybe the DLC's gone in a bit of a uh, or the expansion rather has gone in a bit of a different direction. Yeah, but. yeah, I remember. Uh... Because Mark reviewed it, and I think he played it at something like PAX or something like that, just not long before it. And I remember him being quite excited about the main game, and then found it wasn't didn't kind of live up to it. But yeah, the one you were playing didn't sound from or didn't look like what Mark described the first no, game. It, to but me. that Jack said the same thing. He said like it's completely different to the first game, uh, which is an odd choice. But then again, it might like get better as it goes on. Um, I'll give it the benefit. It all sounds very much like We Happy Few, to be honest. Like the people just getting very confused about what the game's supposed to be, and then playing it at an event and seeing one thing, and then watching a trailer, seeing another, and then actually playing the game, and it's it's something else again. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, interesting that we've had a couple of games like that in quick succession. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you need to be careful what you show people, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah, quite. Okay, we'll move on to next week. We've got another pretty good week, I think. We've got Ashen, which we've already spoken about. It's like a Dark Souls-y style game. I'll try not to get frustrated and when playing it. Um, we've got Monster Boy in the Cursed Kingdom, which is a weird game. I think it's full price. I don't know if you guys can confirm that for me, but it's £40. And it 
looks like a fairly simplistic platformer. So it'll be interesting to see why it's got that price tag. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's a um, so Monster Boy was the, the last one they released was a reanimated and remastered version of an older game, whereas this is a, a full on sequel to to the game. So I think people are quite excited about playing a full new game of something that they haven't played since you know the SNES era or whatever it was. So that might be why they've they've upped the price tag for it, but. Mm. But we'll see. I know I said full price. That's forty pounds isn't full price these days anymore. I don't know why I said no, that. No, no, you're just you're just yeah, old. <laughs> living in the past. Um, take me back to the Xbox 360 days. Anyway, uh, we've got Below as well, which we've spoken about. It's kind of a mm. top-downy style RPG. I'm guessing. I haven't seen too much of it, but the, my first impression was that you only ever get to see about 20% of the screen because it's so zoomed out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like a dungeon crawling kind of thing, I think. So, yeah, it could be interesting. Um, there's been some hype around it. I know it's been coming out for a long time, so be interesting to see how it plays. And then we've got, finally, On a Roll 3D, which uh, is probably the worst of the bunch. It's a platformer <laughs> um, where you're a ball on a track. Um yeah, I, I can't say much more about it than that. It's kind of like Sonic. There's like loop the loops you can do, uh, stuff like that. It might be the new Super Monkey Ball. It might be amazing. Uh, that's a good game. You never know. It's a good game. <laughs> no, it's like complete. It's it's three D two D. So it's three D, but you oh, only ever okay. exist in like one plane, uh, <laughs> which is automatically worse than Super Monkey Ball. <laughs> I'll try to stop <laughs> yeah. being negative, but yeah, it could be the best game ever. <laughs> <laughs> We've got some questions as well, which are just general questions we had for the podcast. A question from Mr. Burger Thing, TM. He says, what video game protagonist would you put in a different game? Master Chief and Dante, Sonic and Lara Croft. Which series could benefit from a protagonist exchange program? Now, that is a tough question. Um, Kirby in Doom. (laughs) There you go. <laughs> Everyone would buy that. Yeah. Just Kirby running around sucking up like bloody horrible monsters. Yeah, I I would be I'd be well up for that. I don't know about that, but it would be cool to see Kirby with like full gore and stuff turned on. Yeah. Um <laughs> uh, yeah, I honestly I don't know how to answer the question. I've got no idea. Um any of the like Doom guy in my heart and me too. <laughs> <laughs> anything really okay um we'll leave it at that this is, is going to get more ridiculous after that so i'll just I'll, I'll... i've already given the best answer so you might as well stop okay jeffrey butter he says in honor of far cry new dawn letting you explore the world of the previous game in a post apocalyptic setting which game would you like to explore in a totally different setting and what setting would that be it's kind of similar to the last question except it's mm. settings instead of characters how about the doom guy no um Um, no i think my answer would be this is something i've i've actually always wanted is is a a spin-off of fallout that's set in 2077 so before the bombs fall so at the beginning of fallout 4 you get a little bit of a taste of what life was like when everything was okay and they had lived in this alternate sort of 50s style universe where they had atomic cars and and butler robots and and things like that i'd I'd like to see a some kind of rpg set in in the world while it was still built up um 
maybe kind of like a political intrigue kind of game uh, or even maybe like an XCOM kind of thing uh, just set around the, the the events that led up to the big world conflict that ended everything. I think that would probably be my most interesting thing. That's quite a good one, actually, because the world, the actual world of Fallout is quite cool, even regardless of the post-apocalyptic um, yeah. of it. It's like a 19th. Yeah, and part of the fun of it is... Yeah. Is is reading all those old logs and and hearing about what the what a strange world they lived in in the first place. So, yeah, it'd be kind of cool to go back to that. I think. Yeah, Dave, got any ideas? I'm trying to think, and I can't. Nothing as good an example of something like what Sam said, where like a world would totally kind of change. What about maybe something Assassin's Creed back when you know the the old weirdy ancient world stuff was going on like what was that world really like it'd be probably pretty cool to find out when juno was just a normal person walking around and stuff like that that's the only thing that i can really think of stuff like what sam said though you know where you got a world that's been destroyed and you can see in its glory originally probably the best kind of example yeah i mean bioshock did that a little bit with bioshock 2 as well they they went back to to what things were like just before um things kicked off in in uh, Bioshock 1. So, yeah, that'd be quite a good avenue. But I'm surprised you didn't say, what about Sea of Thieves in a setting with more content? <laughs> seems like the obvious answer. <laughs> uh, cool. So the final question is from Rated Demonic. And he says, it's that time of year for miracles. If you could have any one game from any format in your stocking for Christmas Day, what would it be and why? Merry Christmas to you filthy animals and a happy new year. Thank you. Happy New Year to you too. <laughs> and um, for me, is it allowed to be a game that's not released? Well, whatever. I'm yeah. just going to say Cyberpunk. It's miracle. Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah. I want that in my stocking, please. Uh, I think mine would be Astrobot and a PSVR uh, in my stocking somehow. I don't know how you'd fit that all in my stocking, <laughs> but yeah, I really, I, I really enjoyed that at EGX. And <laughs> I. I You've got massive stockings. Yeah, exactly. Got a giant <laughs> stocking with an entire PSVR bundle in it. Um, that'd be perfect. Maybe some Move controllers as well and Beat Saber. Just throw it all in there. Yeah. Every piece of gaming equipment. Yeah. I suppose for me, it'd be kind of any of the big PlayStation exclusives that I've missed out on that, you know, now I've got a PS4 I can actually mm. play. So any of the like Uncharted and stuff like that, Last of Us. And then xbox so i don't know there's nothing crazy i suppose i wouldn't mind having a finished anthem and seeing what that's like cyberpunk like you said rage 2 any of the big stuff from next year like i i think i could make a decent 10 days of just sitting playing those yeah i, I would like well let's make sure we all write it on our list for santa <laughs> maybe yeah we wish really hard i've, I've been a good buy this year <laughs> i guarantee you haven't anyway um <laughs> I forgot to mention the question of the week and I thought Sergio Hernandez, your um, Game Awards question was really good. So I'll give it to you. Yeah. Congratulations. Congrats. We shall get in touch with you on Twitter. That is it for this week. We will be back hopefully sometime next week to do a Game of the Year special and wrap up with everything from 2018. Timing's going to be a bit weird because I know Rich is in and out of the office and he wants to come on. Mark would like to come on because he wants to tell us why Sea of Thieves should win. I don't know. We've got a few days off between us and stuff like that. So we're going to try and organise that. If not, it'll 
probably be very early next year. So hopefully we'll see you next week. If not, then we'll see you in the new year. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.